Welcome to Politically Incorrect number four, September 17th, 2021. I am your host, Hamilton Steele. And I'm his co-host, Ghost. Uh, because this is a new broadcast, we let everybody know right off bat, we are very politically incorrect. We will be offensive. I mean, you should expect that by the title. Yeah. Uh, well, some people don't put two and two together. What can you do? Uh, to that extent, in case you don't know who I am, I am Hamilton Steele, the porn star. And no, we are not going to be discussing pornography. We are going to be discussing current events as a pornographer. As seen by pornographers. As seen by pornographers. And in the past few weeks, we've had you know some pretty interesting people come through our doors, namely politicians, who wanted us to give a, an honest assessment of current events. Enough said. So, our first story today, have you heard this one? A New York City hostess, I like how they say that, hostess, she's a waitress, okay, it's not her home, all right, maybe that's just me, I'm cutting, uh, you know. Well, you say hostess, I'm thinking like a madam for a, a brothel. I'm thinking of a lot of other things, but I think obviously the intent behind the adjective here is to try to... To elevate the person as something greater than just calling her a waitress. Than yeah. just calling her a waitress. A group of Texas tourists attacked a New York City hostess on Thursday after she asked them to present proof of their vaccination status, authorities said. Footage of the incident shows the 24-year-old hostess at Carmine's, an Italian restaurant on Manhattan's Upper West Side, getting slapped, punched, and pushed by several women during the encounter, which occurred at 4.50 p.m. This turned into a mess, and from there, that's inexcusable. It's ridiculous. The restaurant's owner, Jeff Banks, told CBS2. Our employee, thankfully, is safe. Right now, she's extremely shook up. Two other people had minor issues. So, uh, what do you think of this? I mean, it's kind of to be expected. People are going to get hostile. Honestly, I would say if your employer is asking you to enforce all this uh, COVID stuff, you should be asking for hazard pay because somebody getting upset and getting aggressive like this case right here is a very real possibility well you know that's being very uh very nice the way you've put it i'm gonna turn around and i'm gonna say right off bat well you uh, should i'm looking at it if employees start asking their employers to pay them more to enforce the stuff the employers are gonna be more reluctant to actually comply with government to enforce the stuff because it's more money out of their pocket. No, what'll happen is employers will just find another sucker to do the job. Okay? Quite frankly, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to say, first of all, you're right, my honest opinion. She should have expected something like this sooner or later. Um, I was tempted at first to say, well, you know, after all, this is the United States, but you come from France, and I darn well know in France that you probably run a greater risk of being belted in the mouth yeah. for something like this. I mean, after all, I mean, your, your French president, Macaroni, as I call him, French. got slapped. He's lucky. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a pretty nice shit done to him, too. Well, yeah. But I mean, my, he's literally had crap thrown at him. Well, he, yeah, by a they, they had a, a farmer come by with a huge giant uh, poop irrigator or whatever it is, and the window of his place was but open. Ironically, and... ironically, ironically, as much as the U.S. is pro, oh, I have my guns to keep um, the government in check, it's actually more part of French culture to keep their government in check by force. Yeah. I mean, the French still consider it a national identity to decapitate their officials. So when are they going to do it? <laughs> you know, it almost sounds like I'm advocating violence here. I'm not, but it is a it is a question. Well, it would bring a quick end to everything. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm tempted to say that if the way the world works, if you got a hold of one of them and you took them out, you might, you just might you stop You might set the, an example and set everyone straight. Let's set everyone straight. And in that sense, you'd mm, be doing the world a service. I would yeah. say the odds that you'd set an example... Out of 100, it's only about 10%. Because, let's be honest here, okay? We, we have a, a culture... You would have to get someone pretty high up and do it pretty graphically. We have somebody... Well, Otherwise, you would have to do it with several people. Here's my comment. Here's my comment. We have a culture nowadays because of who's in power. 
right? And I'm going to take it. It's a generational thing, all right? I'm not a baby boomer. As much as there's people who want to lump me into that baby boomer category, I got news for you. The baby boomers were my freaking babysitters, all right? When I was a kid growing up, I'll tell you what the baby boomers was doing. They were sitting on the couch, smoking pot, sucking face, and trying to slock me up in my bedroom so that they could, you know, fool around while getting paid by my dad. Yep. Okay, that's them. And these are the people who are still in power. I mean, you look at Pelosi, you look at uh, at Biden, all of them. These are, you know, okay, Biden's older than a boomer. But you look at all of them, it's, it's the same culture. And these people were always fascist. You will do as what I say. I'm the important person. And that's really what's going on over here. As far as this waitress is concerned, you know what? You could not pay me to do that job. There's not enough money that you could pay me to do that job. And as a pornographer, I'm always fond of saying that you're dealing with capitalists who are actually capitalists. Yeah. You know, it's not like Jeff Bezos, okay? Hey, I'm a capitalist. Hey, government, come in here and pass some regulations so that I can... Uh, what? No, I'm a true capitalist, okay? You know, let's go at it, pal. Let's throw down and see who's going to win out of this, okay? And uh, in our world over here, we're like hungry wolves fighting over a small piece of meat. And I think that's how the market should be. Yeah, totally. Okay, that's the only way it's ever going to be fair. Because once you start trying to pass regulations, what you're effectively doing is now saying, hey, I'm in control. The guy who casts the rules is the guy who's mm -hmm. in charge. And my hot in one sense says this girl probably she's 24 years of age we've had 24 year old girls come through on our sets and uh, we have a few uh, graphic expressions for them and they all kind of come down to they're kind of dumb and young yeah young and dumb and i don't think she knows what she's getting into yeah the, you know uh, yeah you that's a big this. problem with this generation they don't realize the implications of what they're doing well, well no they don't and i mean I like, there's a lot of people who are dishing out hatred towards, like, the anti-vaxxers right now, and I like to stop them in their tracks and telling them to repeat everything they said, but replace anti-vaxxer with Jew. Yeah. Well, I'll take it to the next step here, okay? Uh, it's not just the anti-vaxxer. Do you want to live in a world where you've got to show your papers to go sit in a restaurant? I don't. And how far does it go? What about if you're in and your honestly, car? I think... People should be more scared about that statement right there. Yeah. I don't want to live in that type of world. And I guarantee you, I'm not the only one. No. If you force people like me into that kind of world, well, you've effectively made people who don't care anymore to live in the world. And yeah. once you're at that point, who knows where what go, they'll do. Where they're going to go. Yeah. You're, you're inciting the violence. You're inciting it. You're effectively, you've created someone who's got nothing to lose. And this this is something I think a lot of people don't seem to realize here. This is not about a disease, okay? You know, when they, they throw out... You, you heard Schwarzenegger give the finger and say, F your rights. You hear people saying, you're killing grandma. We've heard nothing but slander from the beginning until the end. How about just breaking it down to the most basic thing? Do you want to have a world where you're walking down a street and somebody says... Let me see your papers. No, you don't. I don't want to live in that. And now the time... And if you want to know what that's like, ask anyone who's lived during the uh, USSR. The yeah. yeah. Learned, and they're, they're around. They're alive. Yeah. And they're also going to take it. This is just the beginning. Okay? And the proof, the proof is like... I've two been weeks. Yeah, two weeks. I've been making that joke. The hardest part about two weeks to flatten the curve is, is the, the first, first 18 years? months. Yeah. yeah. They said, first it was two weeks, then it was this, and then it was the you know, three freaking lockdowns later, and then they turn around and say, we'll go back to normal after everybody wears masks. And then they say, we'll go back to normal after everybody gets vaccinated. <laughs> and, and they just keep pushing it. Because the game here isn't the disease, the game is power. power. But what I don't get more than anything else is why does the public still believe government? You're taking a pathological liar. People have been complaining for decades that government lies to them. And next thing you know, government asks something of you. They promise it's going to be temporary. And just go around swallowing it. Well, here's the thing. I was raised in North America. Although my roots are Italian. 
I've lived in Italian, lived in Italy. I have, uh, you know, citizenship over there. I am as Sicilian as they get. Like, I mean, my first language was at my father's dinner table. I spoke the language of my father. I didn't learn English until I went to school. But I was raised, for the most part, here in North America. And what I'm going to say is this. You, being the European, are probably a little more closer to your history of violence and atrocities because you've had two world wars on the continent and the people from that generation aren't all dead yet. No. There's still quite a few of them kicking around. I remember meeting people from World War One. Yeah, yeah. And you ain't that old. No. Okay, they were old. They were old. Okay, but they were very, you know, and you saw that suspicion in them. You know, when the government said something, they did, and, and I've met a few of those people too, even some of the veterans from over here. You know, it was a few weeks ago I met uh, during the, the big, huge uh, Fourth of July weekend, you know, I met a veteran who flew bomb runs. You know, he was one of the gunners aboard a bomber, and he was an old man, but he sat there, and he was just like, I don't trust this government, they lie. Yeah. I mean, I remember people from World War One. the government would make an announcement. They haven't yet said what the announcement's about. They're already looking towards their pitchfork. Which is how it should be. And my point is this. When I study history, and I look back at World War II, Godwin's Law. Godwin's Law says any argument that goes long enough will eventually start to find analogies in World War II. So I'm just going to cut right to it. You had the monster. Adolf Hitler. You had several. Well, we had several, but let's just pick one. You had the monster, Adolf Hitler, right? And the first thing I say to anybody is, name me one person that Adolf Hitler shot or killed directly. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a conspiracy theory he got to Latin America, but, but hey, you know, all intents and purposes, we'll go with that, okay? Adolf Hitler killed Adolf Hitler. Outside of that, you know anybody? Not really. Okay. Is there anything in a history book anyway? No. I think maybe he killed his family in his bunker before killing himself, but I'm not... The point of the matter is... When you think of it in general, like the destruction caused yeah. by Nazi Germany, it wasn't Hitler himself. What about was... what about Goebbels? What about uh, his second and third in command? Do you, can you name anybody? I wouldn't know well enough. You know who did the killing? They're underlings for the most part. The lowly private working at the concentration camp. The women who sat there shaving the women's heads as they went, and they did do this. They shaved mm -hmm. all of, it wasn't just Jews. I mean, there was 11 million killed. There was 6 million Jews killed, but there was 11 million total. And they shaved their heads and used their hair to make uniforms. That's why you cannot buy authentic Nazi uh, uniforms. You know that. Yeah, I know. So they did that. So I don't buy the argument she's just doing a job. Because as I put it, you know, the Just guy doing your job is a Nazi war machine. Was the Nazi war machine. Really. I mean, the Zyklon B gas, the stuff that killed, you know, in the gas chambers for all of the Jews. Uh, that had to be delivered to those death camps. And that wasn't a soldier who delivered it. It was just a Joe Schmo, okay? A nobody, a guy who was 40 pounds overweight just well, feeding his family. Back then, I don't think he would have been 40 pounds overweight. But. Whatever. But you get my point. He was Joe Average. He was the plumber. He was a nobody. He was the truck delivery guy. He was the manager of the local store. He was He was literally just a, I'm going to say it, a slob just like one of us. Okay? He drove up with the truck on it, and some guy came out of the God Shack. He's got a truck full of cyanide gas that's going to be used to kill millions Sign the paper here. Are you telling me that that man is innocent? That he was just doing a job? Think about this for a quick moment. If you were a resistance fighter, and you saw that man going with that truck towards those concentration camps, and you had a gun in your hand, what would you do? I would shoot him and burn the cargo. Yeah. May not make a big difference, they just get another shipment in. But damn it, you're going to do the right thing. And this is the problem that I'm going to sit here. It's not enough anymore to say, I'm just doing my job. You can't put your head down. 
the powers that be have polarized the situation. Very much. And they want it. That's how they like it. They want us at each other's throats. And unfortunately, there's no compromise here. This is too late. You know, something should have been done. We've gotten this far because yeah. we've been compromising. Well, this is just it. Because we've compromised, 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 compromised. Yeah. And it's keep going further, 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 well, further. Well, my point of the matter is, oh, it's just two weeks. Four months later, you let us out a little bit. Oh, no, it's back again. And then you locked it down even worse. Okay? Compromise, okay? Gavin Newsom just won on the recall bid. Now he's already saying, okay, well, this is proof that, you know, because I won, we need more strict rules to lock down. And the people that I blame are not the monster like Adolf Hitler. He's a monster. I denounce him, okay? Maybe this isn't a very uh, God-fearing thing for me to say, because I do believe in God. But I sincerely hope that there is a hell, and he's rotting in it. Okay? That's what I think of him. The same thing with his number twos. But on that note, They would have I had no back. power if it wasn't for everyone standing by them. Hold on. I sit back, and I say, I also hope for every one of those guys... Joe Average that just made a delivery that just did his job that I hope they're rotting but the mass public that did absolutely nothing and the 80% all of this I can honestly say the ignorant mass public that didn't bother to inform themselves who chose to be ignorant yep. who just went along with it who weren't soldiers who weren't delivery guys that's something that doesn't get touched enough in modern history books no, is the way because as the allied forces were advancing through europe liberating all these areas mm -hmm. they would march the civilians to see the atrocities that were being committed under their watch by the nazis and this actually led to a wave of, su of suicides because they didn't want to see it they didn't but th want that's to something know. that should be taught more in my opinion but this is my point right here the public doesn't want to know. So as I've said with those other three groups, Hitler, his generals, the soldiers, four groups, sorry, and all of the, the, the Joe Averages and Jane Averages who weren't in the military that just did their job, okay? I mean, even the guy who cut Hitler's hair is a monster, right? I hope they're all rotten in hell. But the other one, the public, that decided to choose ignorance, decided not to do anything about it, decided that it wasn't their fight. I don't hope you rot in hell. I hope you burn. I hope you burn and burn and burn. The only unfortunate part of all of this is that no one's going to know about it. When you die, and this is what I'm going to say, at best you can hope for is sometime 500 years down the road, some archaeologist looks at your tombstone, writes the date down and goes, okay, well we have people who were 20 years old who died here, we have people who were 50, we have people who were this, and does a little big thing what the life expectancy was in your area. But who you are, what was important to you, not even your family's going to know that they were related to you inside of five generations. So maybe, maybe you don't burn. But at the end of the day, bad news for you. Hitler's going to be remembered. Just let that sink in. You've contributed nothing to society. And you had every opportunity to put an end to this. Yeah. You want to get the vaccine, you get the vaccine. All right? You want to wear a mask, you wear a mask. But just stop the buck at this point in time. With that's doing, your choice. That's you have your choice. no right to but the buck stops, it on someone else. The buck stops with, show me your papers. Hmm. And if you take a job, okay, whether it's a security guard, police officer, and you do that, then don't be surprised if one day somebody turns around and gives it to you because you've chosen a side by de facto. You know, I said the same thing about the police with the whole Black Lives Matter. I mean, they was burning things down and they were going crazy there for a while, right? Yep. And everybody was talking about defund the police. 
and there was a wave of sympathy towards the police on the conservative side. But then all of these COVID stops and lockdowns started to occur. And what did the police do? Started enforcing it. They started enforcing it. They didn't care who they were going after. And so I saw a lot of conservatives sit back and say, I no longer have any sympathy for the police. You will do anything. And that's because they're megalomaniacs. I'll be honest with you. Okay, Not all of them. The ones that aren't have quit. I mean, you got to accept that people should but, generalize. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's a coping yeah. strategy. It's like you see a plant and like, oh, this plant's generally poisonous. You're not going to try it on the possibility that it might not be. No. But my comment is, it's just a real simple sound one, is that this waitress, uh, you know, count yourself lucky. This was a warning. What you should do now is you should go to your boss and you should say to him, either you fight this or I'm going to quit. Or number two, you get your butt out there and you ask for those papers. And if somebody belts you in the mouth, it's your problem. And these are Texans. I mean, you know, they like their guns down there. You're lucky you didn't get shot in the face. Okay? I'm going to say that. This is a warning. And expect it to get worse. I also expect the, the media is going to sensationalize it. And they're also going to downplay it. Yeah. At the same time. They're going to sensationalize the parts that they want. They're going to downplay the parts that they don't want. That's how I look at it. You got anything to add on it? No, that's about it. Well, that was Yahoo News. Okay. On to our next story. On our next story. This one again. From, oh, sorry. It comes from USA Today. Washington. Ten civilians, including as many as seven children and no terrorists, were killed in Kabul by a drone strike that the Pentagon had hailed initially as righteous, the Pentagon announced Friday. Our investigation now concludes the strike was a tragic mistake. Marine General Frank McKenzie, chief of U.S. Central Command, said Friday, U.S. forces launched the strike after they had tracked a white Toyota Corolla for eight hours and deemed it an imminent threat, McKenzie said. There had been more than 60 pieces of intelligence at the time that indicated an attack was coming, he said. As many as six Reaper drones had followed the vehicle, he added. The strike occurred on August 29th near the airport during the final chaotic days of the U.S. evacuation of civilians and military retreat from Afghanistan. The military claimed at the time that the strike prevented multiple suicide bombers from attacking Hamid Karazi at the National Airport. It was righteous. And you wonder why terrorists want to blow you up. When has murder ever been righteous? Y you know, first of all, I, 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 this is one of those things that where do you where are you gonna tear this one apart here, right? I mean, it's wrong on so many levels. Uh, well, personally, I'm kind of old-fashioned, and I believe that if you're gonna fight a man, you should see the whites of his eyes. Yeah. Okay. I don't like the idea of being able to sit someplace in a nice bunker on the other side of the planet. Sipping away on your big gulp or whatever it is you've got there, eating a hoagie, flying a joystick from a Predator drone or a Reaper, whatever they're called there, and blowing somebody, you know, in, in black and white, because they never actually show it to you in color, blowing them out of the sky. It, dehuman it dehumanizes war. Well, this is just it. And you, do, you know, there's an actual problem that militaries used to have. It's probably part of the reason why they're pushing for all this automation is soldiers on both sides would actually shoot up in the air rather than shoot at each other. Just yeah, pretend they're going through the motions. Yeah, in a war, the first battle you fight is to make your men fight each other. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's rough. I People mean, don't want war. So when you dehumanize war, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, maybe, just maybe, you're no longer fighting a war. You take out the human factor in it, and you take out the only real nobility that's left in war. I mean, war is a tragedy. It's horrific. And the only gift that war gives you is it ends. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and when you have a war, there's victims everywhere. The lucky ones, in my honest opinion, okay, are the dead. Right? It's over for them. The suffering is gone. 
But if you dehumanize war, then all you've done is you've now turned something that's horrific into an industrial complex, into uh, into an industry. And that's it. And that's just... No. In World War One, and I may be quoting this wrong, as one person had put it, the bulk of the people that died, the casualties in World War One, were combatants. They were soldiers. In World War Two, there was, I believe it was World War Two. they said there was more civilians killed than there was soldiers. Today, what we're seeing is pretty much the whole idea of a conventional war is gone. gone. I mean, think about it. How long until weapons start to control themselves? I mean, they already do. Well, they've got that out there. I've seen some of those. A few years ago, actually, I've seen some of those. I mean, what do you think a drone does if it loses its signal? Yeah. It's self-guiding. And do you want to live... This is our theme today. Do you want to live in a war like... Not a war, but in a a world like that? That's that's a scary thought. I mean... I mean, what was it uh, during the pa- uh, Pakistan, during uh, the Obama administration? Kids won't play outside. They wouldn't play outside anymore? on a sunny day. And if you got to think about it, from the Obama administration to now, it's been 12 years. So if you had an 8-year-old who couldn't play outside during all these drone strikes on a sunny day, he's now 20 years old. Yeah. And he's looking... At that M16 or whatever it is that's been left behind out on the battlefield, and maybe the thought in his mind is, kill Americans. I mean, you're seeding your own death here with this. Yeah. You just you're just creating more of them, and the solution. I will say this much is not globalization because that's what this is all about. I mean. Government sells us this stuff. Well, we have to liberate these people. We have to do this for them, and we have to do that for them. No, what we need to do is leave them alone. Yeah. Okay. Let them mind their own business. Let them figure it out for themselves. And if it ends up coming into a conflict situation, it's their business. Okay? It's a civil war situation. Right? You can't make a comparison between that and a domestic fight where a woman's getting her head kicked in by her husband. Okay? No, this is different. All right. So if the people in Afghanistan don't like living under strict Islamic laws where the women have to wear burqas and all of that stuff, that's up to them to figure it out. Yeah, it's up to them to fight up against it. Okay, it's not our fight. But this is not about this. Okay, this is about minerals. This was about the opium trade in Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, this was all politics. Well, as I like to put it, you know, all of the diseases in history combined have never come close to killing half as much as a government does. We brought in democracy, and we've been at war ever since. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole jump here that I've done with it, but you think about it, okay? Who kills the most in this world? Governments do. I mean, they they, they, they murder for hire. And what do they do it over? Murder for hire would be a step up. They're just murder for their own benefit. Well, you, you know, I would compare them more to a serial killer than a mercenary. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll agree on that wholeheartedly, okay? Uh, you know, coming from that Sicilian background that I've got over here, okay, we got the stories, we, I've met the people and whatnot. A hitman doesn't go out of his way to kill somebody. He's not having a great time, okay? And he's really only concerned to a very limited scope of what he's doing. Okay, and a lot of it is just don't transgress me. Don't come into my household and make mabafangura. Okay, I mean, it's, it's the way it is. But the government turns around and starts to say, well, you know, China needs to open up its markets. And you know, we got to get these minerals from here. And the game starts to play from there. And then they turn around and they start to say, you're bad. And then the other guy says, I'm not bad. You're bad. And they're both pointing fingers at each other. And then the mass public, again, back to the ignorant idiots out there again who don't educate themselves, start to sit back and say, oh, geez, well, this is terrible. And these people and all that. And next thing you know, they've got justification to go in there 
and they start basically being jerks, right? Yeah. None of this would have occurred, okay? Yeah, I know, 9-11. I remember where I was when 9-11 hit, all right? But let's be honest, okay? First of all, we went into Iraq, and Iraq had nothing to do with it. Then we went later on saying, you know, hey, well, we got to go into Afghanistan. And again, you were dealing with literally the poorest nation in the world. And if you looked at all of the information in the background on it, I mean, those people there, okay, if, if what I remember, and maybe I'm wrong, okay, uh, Osama bin Laden was trained by the CIA. Yeah, and I mean, he was a Saudi prince, or at least he was connected to them. I don't know about that part, but yeah, there was something about him being trained by the CIA. So, who who was responsible for all of this at the end of the day? Yeah. Here's, here's my yeah. comment, okay? And Stop meddling. If you go into Afghanistan's history and you take a good, hard look at it, there was a point in time when the women weren't wearing the big burkas or anything to that effect. They had modern roads. Things were nice. I mean, hippies were going up there in the 60s on the hippie trail, you know, it's just so they could get stoned because it was, it was legal. Hippies would not survive five seconds in a place like Afghanistan today, or Saudi oh, no. Arabia. Let's be honest, no. okay? You know, under strict Islamic laws, you wouldn't no. survive. No. But back then, they did. I mean, they had free love. They had all of it. It's a beautiful country out there. Then along comes Russia. Why was Russia there? Because of all the manipulations between governments. And they started to destroy the place. And one thing led to another. Until now, you've got 50 years later, 50 plus years later, you got a stinking mess out there. And the Taliban finally won. You know, what did they want from the beginning until the end? Get out. Yep. Drones are evil. And I am always going to say this to everybody, you know. If you think drones are great now in the military, just remember this. Whatever they use in the military is eventually going to end up being used on our streets against us. Actually, there's weapons that are banned in war which are allowed on our streets. Yeah. Hollow point. Yeah. Think about that. Just think about that, you know. Um, I remember a few years ago they were talking about how, uh, you know, the police, maybe it was Oregon, I'd, I'd have to check it up, were given a tank, former military equipment, an old tank. Now, I've often said, when somebody said to me, and I, I can't believe the stupidity of people, yeah, but it's like a 30-year-old, 40-year-old tank. Listen, buddy, if a World War One tank came pointing its gun at me, guess where I'm running to? Okay? I'm not sticking around, all right? All right? I, hey, 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 listen. I'll take it to the next step. Some guy turns around and pulls out one of those flintlock black powder fr guns at me from the 1700s. You know, you like do not want to be at the other end of it. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be on the other end of that, okay? I'm sorry, okay? If you think it's nothing and it's tough, you go to it, pal. I'll be there for you receive your Darwin Award. All right, you got it. I'll go get your Darwin Award for you, you know? And that's being blunt. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean, 1700s, okay? The, the, uh, the American Civil War. I mean, the, the Revolutionary War, okay? I the don't French Revolution. The French Revolution. I don't want to be on the other end of that musket. And a musket is bad enough. At least if he misses, and there was a high rate of missing with those things, yes. there was a high rate of missing. You got a fair amount of time before he reloads the next shot. I got a chance to run, right? Okay, you missed. I'm out of here, all right? And even a little musket ball. Okay, it hurts. It's in my leg, but at least it didn't explode and blow the other side of my leg off, you know? On the other side of the coin, you got a guy out there, well, geez, man, you know, the New York City police have got this world, and I can just see it, they've got this World War I tank, and it's only going to be used against the drug dealers. I would be sitting back saying, hey, listen, I live across the street from those drug dealers. I do not want to be hit by a lost mortar shell. Uh, okay, uh, you know. And then I'll take it to the next step. Hey, listen, all fine and dandy that you got drones out there in the sky now. And think about the police. Flash forward to five to ten years down. 
they suddenly get all of these drones that were being used in Afghanistan. And everybody sits back in the dumb public's oh, mind. Oh, sorry, we blew up your family. Oh, your sorry, I thought you, you were driving a blue Corolla, Toyota Corolla. Oh, geez, you're right. It said white, but somebody wrote blue over here. We blew up your three kids. I'm so sorry. And that has happened. There's been a lot of people who have been screwed right over now, by government. Yeah. And all they get, oh, sorry, we messed up. Hey, hey, hey. It takes uh, years and thousands of dollars in legal battle to get anything back. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, as I was... And even that that, that, that does not compensate you for, like, destroyed life, you, you, for lost you know, relatives. For... Who, who wins in all of this is the government, no matter what. Even if you get a settlement from them, the government wins. Because think about it. They blew up your kids... And you finally get a settlement, what, 10 years down the road in court? Or maybe they decide to just give it to you right off bat. Does anybody go to jail? No. Yeah. Well, here's the part that most people miss. All right? The court system is owned by the government. Have you ever thought about that? How does a judge get appointed? Who pays him? Yeah. I mean, it's there's not some sort of non-profit organization out there that employs judges and pays them. No, they get appointed by yeah, the government. Any yeah, inherently, any legal battle against the government is and, and just a conflict is, of interest. What is the judge's responsibility to do? To interpret whether or not laws were broken. Whose laws? The government's laws. The government's laws. And if you went in front of a judge, okay, and you were the defendant, okay... Who's arguing against you? Somebody who's paid, it's a lawyer, who's being paid by the government. And, and that's another thing. The judge, 99.9% .9 of the time, is a former lawyer. I bet you they may have gone to school together. How many times has those two people, even the guy defending you, yeah. right? How many times have these people been in front of each other, gotten around, had, were they playing golf last week together? Are they member of the same associations? Well, yeah, a lot of times they are. This is, this is really the corruptness of it all. And as I put it to one person, you know, he was telling me that his wife worked in a factory. She had worked in a factory. And this, this is the atrocity. And I'm linking all this stuff together here and saying how it goes. She was working in a factory. She'd worked there for 15 years. And she got killed. And it was clearly the fault of the job and the employer. You know what he got for it? Next to nothing. He got the funeral expenses covered, which came up to about $5,000 and change. Okay. Plus $30,000. Frig. Now, how much do you think these people in Afghanistan are going to get? Nothing. Two goats and a sheep. Yeah. that. Yeah, I'm sorry. We killed your six kids or whatever it is. I mean, you know, wonderful people over there. Okay. Well, you're not even Americans. You can't I mean, even what even happens if they kill the entire family? Well, then that's oh, the there's no one to pay out. Yay! Yay. Jeez. Wonderful people, huh? You can almost just see the uh, government-paid health guy. Oh, this guy's still alive. I didn't see anything. One less person to pay out. Yeah. And this is how it works. They say you can't put a price on human life, and that they've, they've sold COVID on that. But yet the government does it every day. Corporations do it that's every exactly single day. I mean, they do it constantly. I mean, you know, here you go. And think about it, the guy who lost his wife in the factory, I mean, they didn't even give him a full year's a salary. salary. Think about it, you know. Well, you've been in with for 15 years, you know, maybe you were getting tired and bored of each other. What is it, a used car? Yeah. But that's just the point. That's the point. And I gotta laugh at these college kids who are all arguing for a more Ironic side. Ironically, if you were, if, if he was to have killed his wife and sold her body parts on the black market... He would have made millions. He would have made a lot more. Yeah. Ironically, too, if he was to have killed his wife, he would have cost the state money. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's over $150,000 a year to keep a guy in jail. You know? Just let that sink in, okay? You're out there slaving every single day for thirty, forty thousand 40000 a year, 50 if you're lucky, and some guy in jail... Gets access to education, gets access to everything else. Okay, you know, 
The only thing that makes it tolerable is the fact that he's looking over his shoulder every single night when he goes to bed at night because he's roomed up with murderers and rapists Not even. and whatnot. Some of the more dangerous ones get put in solitary. Some of the more dangerous ones get let out early. Yeah. Because let's be honest, you're a prison guard. Do you want to have to deal with somebody who has managed to murder his entire family in an hour? No. All right? Or somebody who gets up in the morning and says, I like killing. No, I don't want to do with that. Which always leads me to the question, okay, why don't you stick those guys in the military? Oh, well, the body count would be too high. That'd be embarrassing. Oh, okay, so you can't claim accidents anymore. So, you know, these whole situation with the drones, I'm going to denounce them, of course, from the beginning. Right. And I got to denounce them again because it's about my freedom and it's about the freedom for everybody else. I don't want to live in a world where I've got, you know, drones flying over my head and C-3PO and R2-D2 look like, uh, you know, the Terminator walking down the street. That robot from um, Robocop. Yeah. The one at the start, the... Yeah, um, yeah, old movie, Ed 209 or something like that. I mean, and, and you, you have to think, the people in power like this idea. They get off on it. They're megalomaniacs. And, you know, they're going to lie. They're going to say whatever it is, you know. So, no. Moving along here. Third story. Third story. You want to laugh? I don't think it'll be funny, but go for it. An Alabama couple, okay, Yahoo News, an Alabama couple who opposed COVID-19 vaccines on YouTube died from the disease, okay? In a video, Dusty and Tristan Graham said the vaccine was technically not a vaccine. The couple's yeah, channel... Yeah, we basically said that last, well, last podcast. Yeah, we basically said that. I'm kind of in agreement with that. I mean, every vaccine I've had to date makes me immune. Yeah, I've got vaccinated against chickenpox. I never caught chickenpox. Alright, so, they had a YouTube channel, Alabama Pickers, and they died from the disease three weeks apart. Dusty and Tristan Graham of Huntsville, Alabama, ran a YouTube page together with the, they would post videos showing them travel around the state to find vintage items, and then they'd sell them on eBay. Okay. Now, doesn't sound all that interesting, right? No, it doesn't. Alright. You gotta see the picture of this couple. Alright. Look at them. Boy, he looks like um, the guy from Austin Powers, the really fat one. Fat bastard. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to go out on, on a limb here and say uh, I think this couple has enjoyed one too many truck stop visits, you know? You think they're going around the state for the truck stops more for the uh, items? They're overweight. And we're not talking 10, 20 pounds overweight. We're talking... I'm the neck looking, and the torso have fused. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very big on physical fitness. You know me. Yes. Okay, I work out, I watch what I eat, I'm on top of it all, okay? And I'm going to go right out on a limb and say they weren't the healthiest people to begin with. I mean, seriously. And I think we're getting this story right now because Alabama has got one of the lowest vaccination rates going in the country. They're down around 40 41%. So, you've got the media, who's just got to stroke the fire every chance they can get, okay? We're not seeing the reports in the mainstream media about, hey, somebody went out there, got vaccinated, their feet started to swell, then they started getting blood clots. There have been hundreds of those. There have been. There have been. You know, and... I mean, it is re. Ridiculous how many reports all saying basically the same thing there are about... Oh, well, WebMD. I mean, you know, I was reading that earlier today. I mean, people were posting what's going on. And the Vaccine Adverse Effect Reporting System, VAERS, which was started, I believe, in 1990, has never had this many reports. Now, that makes me sound... If it was FDA approved, they should be recalling it by now. But they had to even been that. Well, you know, this is political. Yeah, it's very political. It's political. This whole thing is political. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is the government's too in it too deep to admit that they've messed up. 
I, I'm gonna say the government is comprised of one too many baby boomers and entitled people of my generation. Okay? But just, just imagine the the class action lawsuit of all these people who've been vaccinated, who've had adverse effects. If the government were suddenly well, tomorrow to announce, "Hey, these vaccines we've been pushing on you are really bad for you," well, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, they're not going to admit that there was any wrongdoing at this point in time. And if there was, it's... Uh, it's going to be like 50, 60 years down the road. Lawyer up. I mean, that's what they're saying right now. Lawyer up. Okay, if you've got a problem and you think it is, lawyer up. Um, there's also a huge problem going on right now with people... I mean, just the way they report the statistics. I mean... This is coming from mainstream news sources here, you know. If you get vaccinated and you die within a week of the vaccine, it's not because of the vaccine. Well, what the heck is it? If you were healthy when you walked in and you got the needle shot up, unless you got hit by a bus, okay, which is surprisingly because we saw that during the COVID prior to the vaccine. I mean, the reports were out there. Now, maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. Okay, because we can't get our hands on the statistics. But yeah. still, just as the point, I mean, you know, some guy gets hit by a bust and they mock down, died because of COVID. COVID. I mean, no, okay, he may have died with COVID, but he did not, not die, die because of COVID. COVID, all right? And there's a great distinction between the two. Um, we also seen in the news. Syphilis, you can have it for years. You can have it for years. It's a fatal disease, but you can have it for well over 40 years. No yeah. problem. Not even no know problem. it. And have a heart attack. Which is totally unrelated to syphilis. What did you die from? You died from a heart, heart attack, attack, not syphilis. And this is the problem here. I mean, we're failing to realize, and this is me, the guy who's the personal trainer. This is me, the adult star, who has to stay in great physical shape. Because unlike Hollywood stars, and I'm not going to get into the adult field here, I take my clothes off in front of the camera. There's no body double that comes in. I have to look good. We do not spend $100,000 on a video. Oh, gosh, no. Nowhere near. So we're not sticking our video feed into the computer and removing the age off of my face and giving me a six-pack or anything. If I, if I didn't have to use people... The, most, the I would, most we would do is maybe spend 200 bucks on a talented makeup artist. You got it. And, and that's for a high-end production. That's for a high-end production. You're right. The most I would do in the video editing production is going, you know, the lighting is off on this. Can we tweak it you a would, little yeah. bit? You would get everything as good as it can get possibly so, before filming. I have no choice because I'm getting older like everybody else, okay? I have no choice but to continue to look good. And looking good means I have to eat right. I have to get at least eight hours to ten hours worth of sleep a night, and you know I do that. Yep. I go to bed early. I stay away from drugs, alcohol, sugar. I avoid all that, and I got a sweet tooth. You know I got a sweet tooth, okay? I mean, I go like two weeks, you know, like, ah, I want my cookies, okay? I like that stuff, but I realize that is going to destroy me. I look at these people over here, They've had, you know, and I'm sure they were nice people. I really do. I really don't want to get on them. But I'm like looking at this woman over here and I'm like, she really doesn't have much of a neck in this photo, okay? And if this is a recent photo, this explains a lot. You know, people like this die from diseases all the time. Because their system is already taxed. It's already unhealthy and it's already taxed. And like old, okay, old people, they don't die of old age. They die because as they get older, their immune system deteriorates, and eventually, it just can no longer fight off whatever hits yeah, them. It starts to. This is this is how life works. Life works like that. You live until your body can't keep until fighting. Until it wears against. out. I mean, everything is constantly trying to kill you. Yeah. And. I will always say the big tragedy of COVID-19 isn't the deaths. It's the mass death, the walking dead. 
you live here on this planet for a very short period of time, and you also live in a huge yeah. uncertainty. People I mean, start dropping off by the time they're 50. Uh, well, here's the thing. You could be strong in the healthy prime of your life. You're 18 years of age, and a Russian satellite falls out <laughs> of space on your head. I mean, we literally do live in I that. I think that's happened. But we do live in that level of uncertainty. Yeah. I mean, death is around the corner. You don't know when it's going to come. And you chose to take that precious time that you have here and hide for 18 months. You know, that's the scary, scary thought. And you brought everyone down with you. And you brought everybody down with you. You know, and I will say this. You being brave isn't for yourself. I'm going to use their words back at them. They told me I got to wear a mask for everybody else. I got to social distance for everybody else. I got to quarantine for everybody else's sake, okay? And I got to go out and get vaccinated for everybody else's sake. Now I'm going to put it to, you, to them. You got to come out of your house for everybody else's sake. You got to stop wearing the mask for everybody else's sake. You got to go back to living your life normally, for everybody else's sake. Because otherwise, tying it in with the two previous stories over here, it's going to be, show me your papers, drones flying around your head. This is what's going to happen. And this is why they came to us as, as pornographers. People keep coming. This is the assessment of it. I mean, this is what we see, okay? We are not conservatives. We are not uh, liberals, we're not, we are exactly, our business and everything that we do, how we think, thrives on having to understand how people work. work. Otherwise, we're dead in the water. We have to negotiate laws. We have to negotiate powerful people who have very exotic tastes. I mean, especially us, because we directly cater to those uh well, this, this is just it. I mean, how do we... We have to see the warning signs well on ahead of time. Like, I mean, think about it for this way. Let's say you have a prince, and he's got at least 20 dozen politicians in his back pocket worldwide, and he starts hinting for us to furnish him with underage girls. All right? We've got to see that well in advance before it ever gets to him actually asking that question. Yes. I make it clear that we're not interested. In yeah. such a way as he doesn't want to make life hell for us or feel threatened. Yeah. Okay? And we have to do that. So we have to see where this stuff is going. And I am saying it right now. If you don't go back to living your life normally, this is what you're going to get. And I'm going to say this too. Your body is a temple. All right. If you your body, your responsibility. Your body, your responsibility. If you're not going to take care of it, then you're going to get sick. Hmm. It is that simple. This is binary logic. Now, on that point, I would like to say there's some people that say that healthcare should be a human right. It should not be. The right to take care of your health should be a human right. Absolutely. But healthcare implies someone else taking care of your yeah. body. Yeah, I agree with you. And you cannot, the moment you make that human right, you're effectively forcing someone else into slavery to take care of you. You're also effectively signing away the right to your body. Yeah. Okay. Because then your body becomes somebody else's responsibility. Somebody else's property. I am going to say this. I am going to say this. All right. I, I'm totally in agreement with you on it. Okay. Healthcare here. Get out. Okay. And if you want to make things fair, fine. And what you should do is not vaccine mandates, not mask mandates. Lobby the government for fitness mandates. Yeah. Right? They're teaching gender studies, feminism, whatnot in schools. But I bet you the average kid in school today can't even name the four basic food groups. They don't teach health and fitness. They don't teach nutrition. I mean, come on. You're saying, we've got to teach them sex education. I'm a pornographer. Trust me, okay? I had sex figured out before I was 11, and I went to Catholic school, all right? I mean, I had Jesuits and priests, okay? There's nothing least, more, more non-sexual than a priest, okay? Or a freaking blooming nun covered from head to toe, okay? 
And I was in a boys' school, okay? There weren't even girls in the class. There was nothing sexual. And I had it all figured out. It didn't take a genius for me to figure out, okay? Hey, listen. You can make babies by putting your penis inside a woman's vagina. And there's going to be people, well, it's not a vagina. They're going to play body pot anatomy schematics here or whatever. But the point is, you put your penis in a woman's vagina. And if you ejaculate inside that vagina, you're going to make a baby. It's that simple. Right? They don't... And they're wanting to teach people this. And what gets me is they take this simple subject and they stretch it out for years. And the only way to stretch it out for years is now you got to get every type of sexuality involved in it. Well, there's some guy who's turned on by teddy bears and there's some girl who's turned on by the Eiffel Tower. And we've seen new stories. Yeah. Some woman married the Eiffel Tower. All right. I mean, yeah, this is the craziness of it all. Why not just teach them, hey, look it, this is what you got to do to stay healthy, all right? You're going to have to get out three times a week for anywhere from 20 minutes to 45 minutes. You got to get your heart rate up over 120, and that's not much 120, okay? And you got to do what, what they need to do is say, hey, mandate all of those uh, aerobics instructors of the 80s and the 90s to come back and start working people out at the factory, all right? You come into work on 9 o'clock, and we're all going to be doing whatever it is, the yeah, aerobics workout. Yeah, team-building exercises, the team-workout exercises. Team-workout, okay? Right, that will build camaraderie. Fitness and nutrition here. Nutrition. We've known for decades. This is why the breakfast program was created, because we know... Kids do better. People can't think if they're eating garbage, okay? If your breakfast in the morning is a bag of potato chips, all right? I got news for you. You shouldn't expect rocket science from somebody who's eating potato chips in the morning. No. Okay? And furthermore, you shouldn't expect the next running back for the NFL, name your team, if he's eating potato chips and he's sitting on his rear end all day, all right? This is what's going on in America here. And you're saying, these people were anti-vax and they put... That is irrelevant, okay? They would have died from the vaccine, I'm going to say this, because the vaccine has some serious side effects. I've gotten the old-fashioned vaccines, measles, mumps, rubella, and whatnot, okay? And I remember being on my back for 48 hours afterwards. I got the flu shot vaccine twice in my life. Both times, I was out for over a week. And I'm like, never doing that again the second. The first time, I figured it was a fluke. The second time, I was like, oh, forget it, man. I want the flu. I'll take my chances with it, okay? 24 to 48 hours later with the flu, I'm back up. Same thing with me, and I'll say this with COVID. Why don't you give people who have COVID, and I, and I like this. I'm going to be controversial, and we'll wrap it up on this one here, all right? How about this? Why don't you give people who are, don't want the vaccine the option of contracting of, the disease. Of going down to the hospital and saying, hey, I want you to work here for the next month, eight hours a day. Yeah, with all the time they've been saying that they're understaffed, they're thinking, let them volunteer there. Let them volunteer. Okay? Seriously. Let the guy, let him be in the room with the COVID patients. Okay? Unless, of course, there's something there you don't want us to see. Let him go there. Let him get exposed to the virus. Right? And as soon as he tests positive for the virus, send him home. That's what they did in 99.9% .9 of the cases. Yep. Send him home. Get better. Right? If after a month he still doesn't test positive for it, I'll make it six weeks even. Whatever. You know? Pick the time. Say, you still haven't tested positive for it. Let's just assume that you have a resistance and a natural immunity to it. Right? There's a lot of people, myself included, I'd sit back. If you gave me a choice for any disease get a vaccine and get some sort of man-made chemicals put inside your veins or contract the disease. I'm going to choose 99% of the time I want the disease. Now, there's yeah. some I'm going to turn down, obviously. Like a, I mean, well, yeah, I'm going to turn down rabies. I'm not sticking my arm in a dog and letting them bite me, okay? I'm going to turn down Ebola, all right? I take a, pa a hard pass on leprosy and meningitis as well, all right? You know, okay, I think you guys are kind of onto something there, you know. Uh, I agree. But by and large, I would rather have sat back and said, just give me the measles. Just give me the mumps. Just give me the chicken pox, okay? Same thing with COVID. Give me the option. I, I want the disease. I want COVID-19. Infect me. Give me, the, give me COVID-19. Give me the Delta variant. Whatnot. 
I'll gladly stay home for two weeks. Just give me a five-minute start to phone up and get, uh, you know, a treadmill sent to me from Amazon and some weights and whatnot. Because I'll tell you something, every time I feel the flu coming on, I work it out on the treadmill and I go get your body cycle uh, like that. And within hours, I'm fine. But that's just me personally. Maybe another people out and they could call me a kook for that too. And I'll make, I may agree with you. No, but anyway. Getting your body temperature up is your body's way of fighting against diseases. Yeah. It kills In fact, them. you can kill syphilis with malaria because malaria causes a high body temperature. That kills yeah, syphilis. I was reading that. I was reading that there the other day. But hey, it works for me. And, and, and maybe next time, you know, we have an STD floating around on our set, maybe I'll just go out and get malaria. <laughs> we're not spreading malaria. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're chuckling it off here. But anyway, I think that one wraps up this here today. Yeah. And uh, I really, my hat goes out to the couple over here, their family, to Dusty and Tristan Graham. I know we've kind of picked on them for their weight and so forth. But I'm hoping... It's not about them personally. No, I'm hoping that my words do touch upon somebody else to say, take a good hard look in the mirror and say... I need to get my rear end. I need to get gym. myself in order. Yeah. You know, so my heart goes out to the family. You know, I'm sorry if I picked on it. And I'm sorry if I offended you for that. But as for all of the government people that we picked on today, I'm not, not sorry. sorry at all. You brought it on to yourself. Done. Anyway, have a good night, people.